Tom and Mike. Mr. Thomas. Why? Why do I deserve so much respect today? Now look, my friend, you're still feeling a little under the weather, I can tell, aren't you? I am. It's all in your mind. Think of yourself as a young man running on the beach like chariots of fire. You've got the world by your you-know-what. That's how you got to attack life, right? But Alice Cooper, when he turned 18, he suddenly saw lines forming on his face and his hands. <laughs> so I must be much younger than that. Much, much younger. And that guy's still out there doing concerts. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It is. He's an old dude. Old dude. And if they, you thought the lines were bad back then, he doesn't even need to use makeup now. You know, who would have thought when we were kids growing up that rock and rollers would be in their 70s still out there performing? So true. It's amazing, isn't it? We've come a long way. We have. In Nebraska the other day, a 31-year-old man accidentally shot himself in his private parts after he dropped his gun in the middle of the street and it fired into his crotch. He was taken to the hospital, not life-threatening. Then he was charged with discharging a weapon in the city, possession of a firearm, and being a prohibited person. He was on probation with a gun. How about that, Thomas? Huh? But that hurt. I guess you could say he went off half-cocked. Half-cocked! He's got a million of them. The NRA sanctioned this do-it-yourself vasectomy. Do-it-yourself vasectomy. Now, witnesses actually thought they heard him say, right before the gun went off, that he yelled out, eight-ball side pocket. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, here's one trial coming up that won't end in a hung jury, if you know what I mean. A hung jury. <laughs> You're such a silly man. Other witnesses say they swear they saw a squirrel come and grab a nut and run away. Boy, you really do have a million of them, don't you? He was packing. Now he's not packing. Oh, boy. Here's the irony. You know what his first name was? This is your last one, right? right? No, I won't What say. was his first name? Peter. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. The people are stupid, and it's just every day. You pick up the paper, you go on the internet looking for stuff, and, uh, you know, oh, that must hurt, huh? And now he's celibate for life. The guy's half nuts. That's what he is. Half nuts. Here we go again. (laughs) Will you please stop? (laughs) All right, I will. Tom and Mike. Police in Lewiston, Maine, say a man robbed a bank with his unwitting father being the getaway driver. Police say the father drove his son to the bank, believing his son needed to cash a check. In the few minutes he was inside, the son robbed the bank, got back in the car, and then his dad dropped them off at a different part of town. As the father drove back past the bank, he was arrested and stopped by police who had the getaway car's description. He only got $620 for 15 years, possibly. That's not a good deal, is it? Not a good deal. You know what he said when he was arrested? Howie Mandel would say, bad deal. Next time he said he'll go Uber. I think that's a good idea, right? Good idea. Really good idea. (laughs) Well, this is one way to get him to move out of the basement. What do you think? And free room and board. Free rent. Remember my favorite scene of a bank? Do you remember what I told you? A bank scene ever? Bank robbery scene? No. What was that? A bunch of guys come in the bank, all wearing masks and having machine guns, and they scream out, everybody get down. And somebody in the bank, it's a uh, boombox, and it has funky music, everybody starts dancing. Oh, what? yeah. What movie was that? No, I thought I made that up. Oh. Sounds like it would have been one of those John Hughes movies, right? Yeah. You know what they say about a bank? Give a man a gun, he can rob a bank. Give a man a bank. And it can rob the world. Because you know those banks are, are a little bit shady, aren't they? Especially the Deutsche Bank, 
also known as the douchey bank. You know, they, there's one rule of thumb about if you're going to rob a bank, never rob a bank across from a diner that has the best donuts in three counties. You've known that, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of a no-brainer. You ever have that problem where you get in a cab and somebody gets in at the same time as you do? No, I don't really take cabs that often. Either do I. But what would you do in a situation like that? Would you be a gentleman or would you just say, hey, I was here first? I'd probably get into a fight. <laughs> no, not you. I'd be driving my bullet. I'm not getting into any stupid cab. Come that's, on. That's right. You take that bullet everywhere. How many miles do you have on that thing already? Just turned 5,000. But you don't, I mean, you only take it out every now and then, right? Right. Any dents on it yet? No. No, it's, uh, yeah, don't be tempting fate, okay? <laughs> How many times do you wash that baby? Every chance I get. If it gets wet, I... Do you wash I, it yourself or do you take it to a place? Well, I have a brushless car wash, so... <laughs> What do you I mean? Do What's that mean? It doesn't have any brushes that scratch your car. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, do you treat your other cars the same way, or does this baby get all the attention? No, this this gets most of the attention. Really? I do have a favorite car. Well, you deserve it, right? I don't know about that, but I'm very grateful. What else are we grateful for, Thomas? Our daily podcast. And what is the address? What's this world coming to? Dot com. Tom and Mike. All right, now I'm going to tell you a story why our health insurance is so messed up. A little girl was out camping the other day, out in somewhere in the West, and she got bit by a copperhead snake, which is terrible. Bit her on the right foot. So a helicopter got her, took her 80 miles to the closest hospital. What do you think the bill was for this? I know, it was expensive. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, right? For getting this snake bite, this little girl's insurance, or not insurance, her bill was $142,938. It was $67,000 for the four vials of the anti-snake bite serum, $55,000 for the air ambulance had to go 80 miles, and then the balance included ground ambulance, an additional hospital, and physician charges. For a snake bite, almost $143,000. And if I work for a pharmaceutical company or a medical company, you know what I'd say? What? The girl's life was saved. Right. Worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm working for the pharmaceutical company. That's the good news. The bad news is, sorry, you're bankrupt. Do you know there's actually a much cheaper Mexican version of the snake bite? This is true. And it only costs $200, but it can't be sold in the U.S. No. Yeah. I believe it. Oh. Things are messed up here, man. I bet this is the last time this little girl wears sandals when hiking, isn't it? I think so. You know what the number one issue? No, it's not climate. It's not the economy. It's health care. Yep. And we really need to fix it. This is a great example of why. Yep. All you need to know about our health care system is that we had a very, very popular TV series a little while ago about a man <laughs> who made industrial quality meth to pay his hospital. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. That'll give you everything you want to know about our thing. Yeah. Breaking bad in every way. I mean, you don't have snakes where you live, right? I don't know where I live, but they're kind of scary, aren't they? Yeah, not not a big fan. Especially, you know, if you live in Florida, when they're coming through your toilet, that's really scary. I don't want a snake attacking my snake, (laughs) if you catch my drift. Yeah. Now, you should know this, because you're the Renaissance man. What if a venomous snake bites his own tongue? (laughs) Well, the snake has the antivirus, right? Yeah. Okay. He's not going to be able to poison himself. (laughs) 
He bites his own tongue. Oh, that was a joke. Okay. You know, when I was a kid, my mother was deathly afraid of snakes. And we had a next door neighbor who was a little older than me. I guess I was about 12 and he was like 16. He had one of these rubber snakes that looked so lifelike. It was amazing. And he came into our house. He showed my mother the, the snake in his hand. And my mother was so freaked out. It was the summertime that she ran right through the screen door. Oh, no. Yeah, right through the screen. It was a full screen, so it didn't have any wood until the very bottom. She busted through the whole thing. Women especially terrified. Spiders and snakes, right? Yep. Why is that? There's something deep in their DNA. You know, men must have done terrible things to women, you know, over our evolutionary time period that they're just absolutely horrified of these things, right? And men, you know, I don't freak out. Do you freak out? Yes, I do. You do? Well, You're such yeah. a girly man. I'm telling you, well, sometimes when I'm in my yard and I, I'm cutting the grass or I'm gardening and I look and there's a snake, you know, it scares the hell out of me, even though I know it's not poisonous. Not so much me. All right, big shot. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to be the one that gets bitten and can't afford the uh, medical bill. <laughs> Right. Tom and Mike. So did you hear about the plastic surgeon down in Miami? His name is Boob God. That's what he has on his license plate. He's called Boob God. Boob God is his vanity plate? Yep. A little full of himself, huh? He's suing two of his former patients for leaving bad online reviews. One complained that she now has breasts that are different sizes, and the other one said they were too large. The doctor also is upset because they both signed a non-disparagement agreement, but the Board of Medicine in, down in Florida said they had never heard of an agreement where it was used by a plastic surgeon. Now, my question is, can you really make boobs too big? You know, I was just thinking the same thing. I guess there is such a thing as too much of a good thing, right? <laughs> and who doesn't enjoy it? A, a, a nice perky review, huh? Perky review. Oh, boy. So there is a boob god. Find me a religion I can believe in. And where does he hold the services? Asking for a friend. I think I told you one time when I was a a young man about 17 or 18, we went to this place called the Troc, the Trocadero. It was a burlesque house that was down in somewhere in the seedy part of Philadelphia. And I went with about eight of my buddies. And there was the headliner was a woman named Miss 56. Because she had a 56-inch bust. Was she totally nude, or did she have tatas? She, well, here's what happened. Each girl would come out, and they'd do a little you know, bump and grind, and they'd get topless. And there'd be a PA system, a guy would say. And now, for your pleasure, let's greet the tall, sophisticated. And then some guy would yell out from the back, how can you be sophisticated and work at a joint like this? And all the girls came out, and they took their time taking their stuff off. But this headliner, Miss 56, came out, and she comes out, and the first thing she does is she grabs her boobs, she pulls it out of her thing, and she says, how many believe this is real? And then she got down and laid down on her back on the uh, stage, and she said, there ain't betting men out there. What are the odds that I can get back up? That was what I remember, pal. Miss 56. Miss 56. Yeah. (laughs) Did she get back up? Yes, she did. Tom and Mike. Now, I'm guessing that young Thomas or even regular Thomas doesn't go to Ikea that much, do you? Never been once. And I go everywhere and do everything once. So. Why is that? You have to experience everything in life. And no, I have not experienced the Ikea. 
Have I missed anything? I don't think so. I haven't been there either. Although Ikea is now working on a meatless meatball. Now, I thought they were a furniture place, but after doing some research and talking to my wife that they do have a cafeteria and they've had meatballs for a while. And the furniture retailer is known for its Swedish meatballs. They got to do something with all that sawdust. (laughs) What, do you think that's a filler? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would think so. You got some great fiber there. That's right. This furniture retailer, known for its Swedish meatballs, is working on a new version. It could be a plant-based alternative protein meat. How about that? Okay. Also, it contains 20% Allen wrenches. 20% Allen wrenches? Because, you know, it takes a lot of Allen wrenches to put one of their things together. They also give you, with your ground meat, they give you 20-step instructions how to mold it into a meatball. Now, meatballs are supposed to taste like meat. The clue is in the name. Meatballs. Hello. And why would a vegetarian want to try something that tastes like meat anyway? Exactly. And where is Bill Murray's movie when you need it most? (laughs) Meatballs. You know, we already have meatless meatballs. You know what they're called? Brussels sprouts. Come on. (laughs) Do you know that a few years ago, the movie, remember the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. That broke a record for using the F word 506 times. It was just beaten by a guy trying to put together a desk from Ikea. No. Yes. (laughs) Tom and Mike. Now, I think I'm going to give you a tutorial on dreams. Do you dream a lot? I do. How about you? Well, yes, I do. But I'm going to give you the seven most popular dreams, and I'm going to tell you what they are, and you tell me what you think they mean, and I'll give you the real answer. Okay. Number one, dreams about falling. What do you think that means? Don't know. Come on. You have no guess about a person dreaming about falling? I'm guessing that they're thinking something bad's going to happen? Well, it's a sign that something in your life isn't going well. It might suggest that you are in need to rethink a choice or consider a new direction in your life. Okay. I've never had this happen. Have you ever dreamed about being naked in public? Yes. Really? Yeah, I don't know. What does that mean? Oh, this is, I don't like this if this is true. It says it indicates that you feel like a phony or that you're afraid of revealing your imperfections or shortcomings. See, every performer must have that dream because that's what drives you to perform is the insecurity. Okay. You always fear that you're going to be found out that you're a total phony and a total fraud. Ask any entertainer, any performer, they'll tell you they have that dream. So I'm totally buying in on the naked dream. Okay. And by by the way, speaking of naked dreams, you remember you had a story not too long ago about how it was good for you. You might sleep better if you sleep naked. Right. Hey. You actually brought something good to the table because I'm sleeping naked and I'm sleeping much, much better. So happy that I can help. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Are you still sleeping in the above yourself? Yes, I am. Just so you know, people, we don't do it together. <laughs> All okay. Right. Number three dream is being chased. What do you think that means? Well, you're obviously running away from something. A desire to escape from your own fears or desires, a childhood experience maybe, or a past trauma. All right. Number four, this is a tough one. I don't like this one. Dreams about dying. Yeah, I don't have dreams like that. Thank goodness. What does that mean? It means reflect anxiety about change or a fear of the unknown. Number five, I guess is a very common one, taking a test. Mm. It's, It's the underlying fear of failure. Number six, I've never had this dream, and I'm sure you haven't either, infidelity. Issues with trust, loyalty, and the communications in your relationship. No. And the last one, I think you've probably had this. I think you've mentioned this before. Dreams about flying. All the time. 
What do you think that means? I think it's for people that are goal-oriented. They, they want to achieve a lot of things in life. They feel like they need to get to the next level. Does that have something to do with it? Mm, it's the feeling of freedom and independence and also a desire to flee or escape from reality of life. Yeah, that's me. I, I dream that a lot. In fact, I think I've told you this. Sometimes I dream that dream so vividly, and that's when I really do have a good night's sleep. I wake up, and I feel like I'm going to get out of bed and start flapping my arms, and I'm going to take off. I mean, I'm totally convinced that I can fly because I've been flying all night long. Right. It's a great feeling. Yep. And here's a dream that I've been having quite a bit lately. I actually decided to look it up today because it's driving me crazy. I'm dreaming that I'm trying to get somewhere. In particular, I'm flying to Dallas. Right. And I'm at an airport, and I'm constantly late. I end up spending the night at a hotel, and the next day I'm late again to make this flight to Dallas. And I looked it up. It says, missing a flight dream. You're overwhelmed with work or other activities, and you sense you lost control of time. Missing flight is a sense of not being able to be on time somewhere. Well, that makes sense for you. You're, You're just guy. not able to cope with time schedules right. and deadlines. Yeah, that's me, right? Yep. The only one I have, maybe you can tell me what it means, is it recurs over you know a year. Maybe I do it three or four times. I'm somewhere at some venue or a bar or a high school or whatever, and I can't find my car. And as I keep walking to find it, I get further and further away and more and more strange places. And what does that mean? I don't know. I'm asking you. You know, if you ask every woman, you know what every woman's dream is? Is that a man will take her in his arms, throw her on the bed, and then clean the house while she sleeps. That's what every woman's dream is. I can believe that. They care a lot less about sex than we do, for sure. Tom and Mike.